You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. Today on the Bard, we feature the Renaissance Festival of Nebraska and the Midwest Pirate Festival, both produced by Bootstrap Productions and both held at the Bellevue Berry Farm in Bellevue, Nebraska. In the background, what you're hearing is some audio from the cast at the 2019 festival. The Renaissance Festival of Nebraska has been in existence at the Bellevue Berry Farm for over a decade. And if you've never been to a Renaissance Festival, we recommend you have this immersive experience. And of course, bring the kids. You can indulge your love of history, fantasy, and of course, turkey legs and ale. The first true Renaissance Fair as we know them today was the Renaissance Pleasure Fair in Irwindale, California in 1962. It was the reenactment of the 1580s Market Fair at a waterfront port in Elizabethan-era England. This one festival is responsible for the spirit of so many festivals held all over the United States. Renaissance festivals will not only feature many vendors selling professional and homemade crafts, a plethora of food and drinks, stage shows and street characters, musicians, quite possibly a joust, a royal court of varying size, and a parade that goes through the festival various times of the day, and fantasy characters galore. Patrons can interact with all of these characters during the course of the festival, and almost all festivals have specific activities for children. Others also have medieval-era sports for adults, but all festivals welcome people from all backgrounds to come and enjoy. The era itself has expanded in both directions a couple hundred years with the addition of the fantasy elements of fairies and mermaids and other types of mythical creatures, making the festival even more magical. The conversations we had with the festival committee happened previously in March of 2020, before the virus canceled both the Renaissance Festival in May and the Pirate Festival in August. However, the spirit is alive and well and up and running this year. The weekends of May 1st and 2nd and May 8th and 9th at the Bellevue Berry Farm. Everyone is magical at the Renaissance Festival of Nebraska. Huzzah! And we start out speaking to Holly Gage. Thank you, Holly, for being on our podcast today. Uh, huzzah and well met. <laughs> huzzah. Aha, there we hey, go. There we go. All right. I'm Absolutely. happy to be here. That, that's a great. That's a great word. Is that your favorite word when it comes to festival? Huzzah. I, that was one of my questions that I had written down that I didn't. It's really my huzzah favorite huzzah festival you. word. Uh, yes, I think yeah. my favorite festival word might be mead, but oh. uh, there we go. Right. I, I can. Huzzah <laughs> is a great word because it's this jubilant sort of expression and huzzah. Huzzah, and it's unique to the Renaissance Fair. It is. But like a lot of people, it's very. It doesn't feel unfamiliar to people because it sounds like hurrah. Um, And so we can easily bring folks along with us on that ride. But at the same time, I like the 
because in some ways for people it's almost a nonsense word because it doesn't have a lot of traction in a contemporary context. Sure. Mm -hmm. So um, you'll sometimes use it like, like, oh, it looks like a storm's rolling in. Oh, huzzah. You You can use it for lots of things. Yeah, it's all about the intonation. It's really what you put behind it. It's a multi-purpose word. Indeed. So for someone who's never been to a festival and maybe doesn't know, what is mead? Mead is the world's Ah. oldest fermented beverage. It is, in its simplest form, honey wine, and it is Mm -hmm. made with water, honey, and yeast, and that's it. Now... As with so many things brewed and fermented and distilled, I think it's kind of taken on a life of its own in a modern sort of micro craft way where people are like, we're going to put all kinds of fancy things in it. And actually, um, it changes what it is. It becomes, uh, I think, a melamel is what it's called if you Mm. add fruit to it. Ah, So there's a there's a um, and people who make mead are called mazers, right? Right. not brewers or vinters um, or distillers. They're mazers who make mead, but it's the world's oldest fermented beverage and has a long and storied history, supposedly is behind the concept of honeymoon, Mm -hmm. um, which is a month following the wedding. Mm -hmm. I wish honeymoons were a month. Yeah. Yeah, Right? Who has time for that? Wow. Um, Of couples (laughs) sort of hold up and and drinking honey wine and getting to know each other. So... And their arranged marriages. In their arranged yes. marriages. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Let's get drunk and figure this yeah. out. Let's have there a drunken month of exploration. Kind of like Outlander a little bit. Well, yeah. that's all right. No. <laughs> so the festival does have mead. Just speaking of mead, and then mm-hmm. we'll move on. But they do yes. have mead for yes. people to try. Yes. Um, at the Renaissance Festival of Nebraska, we have a couple of locations on the festival grounds where people can procure all kinds of adult beverages and we do Ah, good yes (laughs) wine mead beer um and we do try whenever possible to have some features from more local or regional producers because of course right anytime that you are a smaller enterprise in the scheme of the great universe of entertainment um you want to partner with and support other smaller producers and i think too that gives our festival something that not necessarily every festival has and it's not something people can just go get anywhere right yeah right so i always love that yeah raise the bar (laughs) yes i also am a fan of cider but i I like meat we yes we 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 (laughs) enjoy all of those things (laughs) shocking i know so what is your uh Holly. Yes. That's still me. <laughs> uh, what What is your function here at the Renaissance Festival of Nebraska? Yes. What, what, what do you, what is it that you really do? What is it I really do? Um, that's, ooh. Ooh, that's a loaded question. It is. I actually began my journey with Renaissance Festival's First as a patron, but since 2002, I've been a vendor, oh. and um, it was at one point um, before the current production team that, after a particularly rough weekend with a lot of growing edges that I could recognize in uh. the way that the event was executed, I sent a very long sort of like 40 bullet point oh. strongly worded email 
to the production staff at that time, and they said, wow, well, welcome to the team. <laughs> um, uh-huh. <laughs> which just, you know, I guess I'm a firm believer in if you don't, if you complain about something, but you don't also come with some suggestions or solutions, then you're really just part of the problem. So I did come with concerns, but also ideas. Mm-hmm. And at that time, um, I started getting involved then with the production side of things. I've done lots of PR appearances on TV, radio, podcasts. Yay! Yay! Yay. Huzzah! <laughs> Huzzah! And, um, you know, and, and sh- working at conventions, um, at tables, promoting the event. So I've done that piece. I've been on the production team. I've done the PR piece. I am a vendor and I get to play with our cast. Sometimes mostly what I do with the cast though, is my official title is the, uh, volunteer cast director, which is really less about directing. I think if people think about a stage sense or a theatrical sense, because a lot of that is done collaboratively with the cast in terms, uh, and it's, and it's all very improvisational. So there's not like, Oh, what's my line? Where's my blocking? Like, ha, ha, ha. um, but it's more about literally directing the group of people and, and coordinating, um, getting those folks together and our cast has around 80 members so wow right yeah. and herding together 80 volunteer creatives um yeah uh, is exactly. an undertaking uh, uh, but <laughs> but we yeah that's I'm, that. those are my i guess my various capacities as far as festivals are concerned and i so like that so for someone who's never been to a festival and doesn't understand what cast is, um, like where would they see these people? Okay. So our cast, and I could get into a lot of technicalities. Of course, we have patrons, and those are the people who are coming here to enjoy the festival. Okay. Those are the, okay. those are those the people, are people who are pay to come mm-hmm. into the game, in. right? Okay. Um, and we sometimes have platrons, is what we affectionately call them, who are people who come in very elaborate costumes. Like they are, yes. this is a whole mood for them, and they are very in the moment with the whole nine yards. Absolutely. Um, and of course, our our production crew um, or production team, those are the people that are kind of the behind the scenes. We've got all kinds of volunteer folks who put that together as well. Performers are any groups that you might see that maybe are hired from outside or like, like a belly dance troupe or a band on a stage or uh, the jousting troupe. And then our cast are to me a very special element because they're sort of like living, breathing set pieces in some ways. This is the immersion theater part of it. Mm-hmm. What brings a village to life, our, our village, our little shire of Crownsbury, is the presence of people who actually live in that space and kind of animate it with their actions and their stories. So if you've got a woman who is working as a weaver or you have the blacksmith and the blacksmith, you know, that's actually usually a person who's also a vendor, but the, the queen, you have queen Elizabeth and her court. And we have a variety of peasants, a rat catcher. Um, We have fantasticals like fairies and fawns. And these are the people, they provide interaction points for our patrons and patrons but they are sort of the soul of the event. Otherwise, you're just walking through a thematic mall, um, I guess, in Mm -hmm. some ways, with all the vendors. 
um, with a few stage shows. But those sure. those cast members and I tell the cast myself, and I am proud to tell anybody. I think we have one of the finest volunteer casts anywhere in the region. To be perfectly honest, because I've been to other events, um, these folks. It's a little fantastical and a little bit anachronistic because, of course, you would never, in fact, have Queen Elizabeth um, getting down on level with a six-year-old kid. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah. But that's those folks and their dedication to these characters are what make this space come alive. And I don't think it would be the same kind of event without them. So yeah. I'm... I'm very, I consider myself very fortunate to work with this group of people and, and really proud of the work that they do. That's wonderful. Yeah, and they do a great job. So yeah. so someone who comes here will probably throughout the day see them walking through as a parade and then they'll be mm-hmm. seeing other cast members as they walk through mm-hmm. the festival. Absolutely, as they interact with them on the streets. Yes, and and the parade is sort of one of the big moments where you can see the entire cast lined up and marching Everybody through. Everybody assembled together. Everybody assembled together. But for example, if you go to the Maypole at because we have like Maypole dances scheduled at different times throughout the day, so kids yeah. can come and and learn how to do the the weaving of the ribbons around the Maypole. Oh, neat! And our fawns, um, F. A-U-N-S, fawns, mm. and sometimes our fairies mm-hmm. help with that. Uh, the fairies are in the Enchanted Forest. They also work with the kids on doing crafts in the treehouse. Um, but you can visit the fairies at the Fairy Bower. They do a butterfly release. Um, we have a mermaid cove where there are mermaids to interact with. And all of these things, you know, like these people are in different places throughout the village. And there are opportunities to interact with them there. But I again, I think they they bring that mm-hmm. that immersion element. Um, I, a couple just within the last year or two, we got a very very touching message actually from a family um, of a little boy with autism, and mm-hmm. they're I I can't I almost can't talk about it without getting <laughs> choked up because mm-hmm. they said. Your cast members, everywhere we went throughout the entire festival day, didn't flinch when he didn't necessarily respond um, to their interactions in the, you know, in sort of a neurotypical way or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but that he was given equal attention and was treated with, with kindness and generosity and that this place for him was, was the magical place that we hope to make it for everyone and I feel that one in my heart yeah Yeah. Yeah. I I was going to ask you what what is the most rewarding but I think you've already answered it well it sounds like you got (laughs) to have a cast here and it it helps like you said when you're when you have good people to work with and it sounds Mm -hmm. like you certainly do here absolutely so what's your biggest challenge yeah, what's been, or, or maybe most unexpected challenge. Like, I didn't realize that was going to be something that was going to be hard to do. Not enough mead? Not enough not, mead. Not enough, um, running out of mead. Well, yeah, running out of mead. Um, we have had a few years where I think they ran out of turkey legs, but that's more oh. a function of the yeah. farm oh, that would be it God, is. that is <laughs> right? epic like, disaster. You can't possibly have anticipated this but much Renaissance attendance. Renaissance festivals are fueled by turkey legs. And mead. <laughs> and mead. Um, I think for me, probably one of the biggest challenges is trying to 
elevate our um, our execution to the level of our imagination because mm. we have all of these wonderful creative dreamers and there are probably more ideas than we'll ever be able to completely accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have this many people in a cast that is volunteer, it can be really hard, like to get everybody's schedules aligned to make sure that we have enough practice time for everybody. Um, and we do meet together and rehearse together and play together. And we, you know, try to go through our songs and do all those sorts of things so that what the public gets to see is our best effort. I mean, that's the hope. Um, but I think, for me, that's probably been one of the hardest things is how do you incorporate like a million marvelous ideas into just two weekends of time. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's, that's probably the hardest part. I mean, they're the other obvious challenges of working in an outdoor space because we're in the Midwest and the first two weekends of May can be, there was one year it snowed on the first of May, just a few years back. And then I was setting up my tent (laughs) on the second of May, you know, and I'm like, this is not nice weather. And we've had rain and we've had days that are approaching 90 degrees while people are in velvet and brocade and like all these layers. And um, we've been very, very fortunate the last few years that it, probably at least three out of four days or even three and a half out of four days, the weather has been brilliant and clear, but sometimes, you know, it's going to rain and there are challenges with outdoor festivals. Oh. You just, you can't control the weather. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know. shine. Right. That's right. And mm-hmm. that's, I, I think it says a lot about the caliber of people that we've recruited to this event mm-hmm. that work with us who show up rain or shine who yep. accept that when you say like look uh yeah i know it's cold so you're gonna probably gonna want to find some cute little mitts that go with your garb because mm-hmm. your fingers are gonna be chilly um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's what chris finds even when he performs if it's raining and he's performing he doesn't get to bring a a 20th century umbrella out and, oh, no. and nope. put it over him. He has no. to. Nope. And of course the audience can, but if oh, you're performing, right. You can't do anything. And you have to just perform. Yeah. And, and what do you do? Sometimes you have to figure out ways because of course you can't have, if you have performers that have expensive musical instruments, right. Right. Right? like, like in the middle of a meatloaf song, right? That's no way to treat an expensive musical <laughs> instrument. Uh, yeah, yes. um, yeah. Which is a very uh, obscure reference. Sorry. <laughs> Um, but then you say, okay, what can we do here? Do we put these people under this pavilion down here instead so that the show can go on, but in, um, you know, kind of an adapted capacity that will keep our performers from damaging their $500 guitar or whatever it is. Um, but doesn't necessarily cause the patrons to, you know, it's like, Oh, it's kind of raining. Um, you know, how do we adapt to that? Where do we move a show or Mm -hmm. whatever? I know one year there was a downpour and the musicians who are on the stage across from me, came charging into my tent and the, this storm really started to kind of escalate like it was coming down in buckets and so I ended up dropping the sides of my tent but I also had a handful of customers who felt like you know like our patrons are sort of like uh they're like I'm really sorry is it okay if I come in here and I'm like yes it's okay if you come in here like this is a safe place um 
because my first concern, I think, and I think almost anybody who participates at these festivals anyway, is to make sure that everybody is safe and okay. And we have the term family that we use a lot to talk about the people that are in this community. But I feel like that spirit of hospitality extends to our patrons and our guests. And I always want to do whatever I can to make them feel comfortable and safe. Mm -hmm. But that was such a holy moment for me. And I talk about it all the time because here we are in my canvas tent and the rain is just hammering down around Mm. us and there's patrons standing in there and this group performed the most glorious acapella version of a sailor's prayer. Um, So here we are like, I don't know, like Ren Fair has had for me, and I've been doing this, like I said, for a while now, Mm -hmm. um, has a lot of those moments where like, this is a, this is a a place Mm -hmm. that you can kind of snag onto in your memory and it's going to stick with you. And it's not always, I mean, we talked about the challenges. It's not always the places you think it's going to be. It's not always the big grandiose moments that you plan for or the big parade. It's things like, what happens when a group of people gets pinned down in a vendor tent during a downpour and these performers offer this, this beautiful piece of music in the middle of this deluge. Yeah. That's neat. They'll be back for sure. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. Like those, those (laughs) patrons that were in that tent with us are not, I mean, I'm not forgetting that moment. I Mm -hmm. think about it all the time. Yeah. Um, And and they'll, you know, they'll remember that. That'll be something they take with them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I think so. So you're also a vendor, so we can talk a little bit about what would someone find in your vendor booth? In my vendor booth, I do a lot of um, costume accessories is sort of how I frame it, because there are people who do costuming, but it's really hard to create that in a way that is accessible to a wide range of people. Mm -hmm. So I tend to do things like sashes and hats and bags and jewelry, um, little like fairy horns, whatever, just yeah. kind of whatever tickles my fancy. And it's evolved over time. But typically the stuff that I make is one size fits many mm-hmm. or one size fits all or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, from a production point, that's practical. And probably 95% of what's in my booth I make myself. And I am but one person who also now in the last five years has been a full-time student. Uh, right. You know, I co-parent a kid. I have... Like there's a lot of stuff on my mm-hmm. plate, so if I want that to be those that time spent making things to be most productive for me, I want it to be something also that's going to be appealing to the widest range of people. So that's what I do. Um, a lot of folks, I think, will find that the majority of what our vendors offer here are unique items. It's largely handmade. It is, and it can be everything from soaps and oils and like herb mixes Mm -hmm. and jewelry and woodcrafts of all kinds, you know, whether that's, um, you know, some people have made some really beautiful artisan boxes or handmade wooden mugs and goblets and art for your home, sculpture, um, people working in metal, really in all sorts of artistic mediums, Um, a little bit of everything. Sometimes you have stained glass or if you're, We've had a, bl- a glass blower. It's been many years. I mean, it just kind of depends on who's interested and who's available. But again, lots of things that are Renaissance festival kind of specific, like a lot of your clothing vendors, that sort of thing. But a lot of the items that are available at the festival are things that 
people may take home and use in their everyday lives. I mean, you could buy a beautiful piece of pottery to hold the soap on your kitchen sink. Mm -hmm. And it's it's art, but it's also functional and practical. So we have a lot of handmakers here and I, I really like that. Yeah. And I think that's just generally what all the vendors are selling is something that's handmade, not necessarily something that you can just get just anywhere. We do have, I think, um, Howard, our head producer who works mostly with our, he does the bulk of the vendor coordinating has always had a focus on not, not that we don't have vendors who are, are re-merchandising things uh, that are yeah, available. No, the, yeah, that, that happens. I mean, yeah. it's unavoidable. Yeah. And like, I tend to do some filler even in my own booth where it's like, mm-hmm. here's some things that sort of go with what I already sell, but mm-hmm. I need to occupy some more space in here. Right. But I think the majority of our vendors offer at least a portion of their wares as things that they have crafted themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that makes the whole Renaissance Festival experience stand out because you're getting access to a lot of artists and makers in one space. So yeah. leather goods, again, leather, pottery, wood, metal, right. glass, mm-hmm. textiles. I mean, yeah. the whole yeah. gamut. So you can comfortably walk back into the 15 and 1600s and have all the modern day conveniences. That's right. It's the best of both worlds. (laughs) Yeah, it is definitely. Well, thank you, Holly. You are so, I'm so happy that you decided to, to be on our podcast because you really can talk about so much of it from the management side to the vendor side and the cast side. So Um, I really appreciate it. I've been doing this for a hot minute now, but (laughs) I'm, I'm passionate about it. I think the thing that drew me in for the very first time when I was like 18 years old or whatever was that element of a fantasy and mm-hmm. kind of escapism and getting to sort of live or be in a different space for a while. Mm-hmm. Growing up, dress up was my favorite game. I love to put on costumes and, and sort of with my friends, we would pretend that we were mermaids or fairies or that we were pioneers trekking across the, the plains or <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. We had this element of, of putting ourselves wholly into a different space. And I think that's still what appeals to a lot of people about this world is that for a few minutes or mm-hmm. a few hours, you can be in a place where you can really believe that chivalry is not dead and that um, people live in community with each other and support each other and and use their talents and their gifts in in ways that feed the whole the wholeness of everybody that's there. And it, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I say that it's magical, but it, it's, it it's is. a wonderment. No, it is very magical. And I'm excited. I'm, yeah, I want it to absolutely. be May already. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Cause I've still got a lot of work. You got ready. a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> We're not ready for May. All right. That's all, all right. right. I'll stop wishing for it. So anxiously. Yes. Thanks. That's really going to help me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate your time today. Holly. Thank, Thank you, you so you. much. It was so nice to meet you. We are now here with Corey Von Drack. Uh, he is uh, part of the management team here and also part of the cast. And uh, like many folks around here, I'm sure wears a lot of hats. Corey, thank you for coming to talk with us today. Thank you. Yeah, many hats, including uh, uh, 
baseball cap when I'm here sometimes, and also mm, a very nice Italian flat cap when I'm out on the playground. Mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been with the festival? Uh, this fair, I've been part of this fair since 2000, let's see, that would be nine? No, 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 sorry, sorry, 11 or 12 Okay, so several years. Yes. I say five because the first time I came to this fair Ah. as a patron was in 2005. It was in 05, okay. Yeah. And what's your function now, and how did you come to that? Uh, So my my function here uh, as part of the management staff, we we all wear sort of different hats in management, too. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But I kind of serve as the creative director for Howard. Um, I help Holly with the with a lot of cast and um, those sort of decisions. And I mean, I do a lot of the graphic design stuff. So like the maps, the programs, the schedules, oh. posters, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, how I got involved was because of Holly. Um, <laughs> Years ago, uh, there's, there's a, there was a fair at the James Arthur Vineyard, and my wife and I and a few other friends used to drive down from Sioux City, where we used to live, and we used to go to that fair hmm. um, as part of their cast. We mm-hmm. had sort of an agreement there, and she saw us performing there, and she got the word back to this fair, Oh and wow. ta-da, here we are. Neat. So you didn't yeah. have to drive to do that anymore then. No, that's right. We moved to Lincoln in 2011, and... It made it a lot easier. That's oh, great. God, yeah. Not because of the fair. That was... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we moved to Lincoln uh, a few years back and made it a lot easier. Neat. Nice. So what is your favorite word at festival? Well, yeah, what's your favorite festival word? <laughs> My favorite festival word. Yes. Oh, you know, it'd be cliche to say huzzah, so I won't say huzzah. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, I'd probably say, you know, I part of my role uh, before we had a dedicated herald was to introduce the queen. That was one of my duties. Mm. And so just saying, um, you know, uh, it's, it's more of a phrase, it's, it, but it's, okay. it kind of rolls off, you know, it's just, yeah. you, know, right. you know, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you now, you know, hero- the sovereign of England and Ireland, uh, defender of the faith, protector of all realm, keeper of my heart. Aww. Her Royal Majesty Queen Elizabeth, God save the Queen. <laughs> so I would say that's probably my favorite phrase to say. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Neat. Do you say that to her at home? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You knew I had to. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is fantastic. No. Sometimes if we had our way, uh, when I say our way, uh, we would rather just play peasants. It's a oh. lot more fun and a lot more loose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's wonderful as well. You're both wonderful. Well, I've seen you. you perform. Thank you. Where do you get your costumes? Those are those are custom made. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have yeah. to. They're just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, we've boy, when we started doing Renaissance fairs back in oh, the early 2000s, you know, we started off pretty pretty mild. Pretty uh, the, the costumes weren't that great a standard yet we learned mm-hmm. a lot um but i think you know carrie's on her third fourth queen dress oh, yeah I'm, i've okay. got i'm on my third doublet outfit mm-hmm. yeah okay they're beautiful yeah oh, thanks so what do you find to be the most rewarding about the festival my i enjoy this i enjoy the the memories 
and the stories we get to tell after the fair. Mm-hmm. So all the people we met, all the interactions we had with each other and, and guests. Yeah. And then we, we decompress after the fair, you know, whether it's at a potluck or at a restaurant or even weeks and months afterwards. And we, we tell those stories to each other. <laughs> and and it, it just re-energizes us because we're like, oh, I'm going to get you next year for that one or, <laughs> or whatever it might be. So mm-hmm. it becomes a playground out there, mm-hmm. right, for a lot of us. So um, and it's just more fun bringing in the patrons into our make-believe world right. and having fun with that. Right. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who's never been to festival before and were thinking about going and not sure if yeah. they should wear a costume and maybe don't want to wear a costume or uh, want to? <laughs> I would say don't, don't worry about wearing it. If you've never been to a fair and you don't know what to expect, um, just come as you are. Yeah. Experience it. That's what my wife and I did back in the late 90s mm-hmm. when we went to our fair. Okay. And after... I think it was about 15 minutes into that fair. It was mm-hmm. at the Minnesota Renaissance Fair. Mm. Um, I, I remember the parade had gone by. I just looked at my wife and I just said, where has this been all our life? <laughs> where has this been? Mm-hmm. Um, but we were just dressed as regular uh-huh. civilians. Sure. And um, it was after that, the very next time we went back to the fair, we bought a couple little items, you know, a shirt and yeah. a blouse thing for her. And, and then we just added to it. So... I would say don't worry about trying to to emulate the costuming and the accents yet. Mm-hmm. Just come and experience it, mm-hmm. soak it all in, and yeah. then see what you think. Yeah. Right. Well, that's true. So she she loved it just as much as you did. Though. Yes, we both fell when in love with it happened. very, very quickly. That's neat. Yeah. Thank you. Board. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Fare thee well. <laughs> Fare thee well. Fare thee well. And last but not least, we speak to Howard Coffin of Bootstrap Productions. I always I get those confused. Well, it's English, though, isn't it? <laughs> that makes a difference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I just kind of thought it would be good to give the flavor of it, and then yeah, absolutely. And then we can talk about food too, and then they'll be hungry and yes, want to hear more music. So. Talk about food and, and insult people. <laughs> okay, so t- today we be- had a conversation because that is what she thinks about when she thinks about the Renaissance Festival: I said we need <laughs> food and insults. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about food and insulting people. He asked. He asked me, you know, and I can't how do we make it. the podcast be like Ren- Renaissance Fair and. I was just coming up with ideas. <laughs> Talking about food and insulting people. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> Somehow I think that's what I do. You know, Maybe not. I, I, have a, I have a story to, to tell. I have a story to tell. Yes, okay. Yeah. Please tell us. Howard Coffin, by the way, is joining us. We, we, we love you, Howard. Yes, we do. Oh, and that's so nice of you to say. And, uh, we, we, uh, we have enjoyed your uh, Renaissance Festival in years past, and we are looking forward to it again. He is Yay. one of the producers here. He's, I would say, the kind of uh, the main guy. He's, oh. he's, 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 he's the main guy that I always guy. talk to if you need to know anything or get anything done. He's to go on around here. Howard is your man. And, uh, That's nice of you to say. Well, well, he is. Mm-hmm. 
and and it is well deserved. So, do, what is your? We got to hear the story. What 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 is the well, story? Well, a, a little bit earlier when we were talking about you know experiences at the fair, yes, um, and just great experiences in life or uh, at your workplace or a seminar or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I had a really wonderful time at the Henry Dorley Zoo at one of their events that they had there. Okay, and and one thing that they do is if you rent one of their big facilities, they come in with some kind of an animal and they give a minute to kind of plug their own and, and tell you what they've got going on. Cool. I happened to be in a particular seminar, and they walked in with a cheetah. Oh. Wow. And I'll tell you what, if there's nothing more impressive than somebody coming in and, and, and having a cheetah in tow on a leash wow. that, that sits at their feet and then stands up and stretches and moves around while they're talking, mm. and they say, I'm with the zoo, and here's what we've got going on, mm. and then they leave. And when they left, we were like, now, see, now that... That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Somebody comes in here and they, they do that. So we the rest of the conference, we talked about, so when you go to other places, what's your cheetah moment? You know, <laughs> what is that thing that you're pulling out and what's you're your doing? Moment? So what's your cheetah moment? And, uh, and, and we had like talked that. about it at our festival. Uh, our, our, our cheetah moment isn't so much, um, you know, big wildcat or anything like that. Right. But I got to tell you. If you go online, and especially like our Google reviews and some of the other things that we've got on Facebook, um, the best, most wonderful praise that we have is our cheetah moment is when our cast truly engages with our audience as they're walking around in a genuine and sincere way in ways that I just don't think a lot of other festivals do. Mm-hmm. Where they reach out with their hand to somebody who, who is really probably pretty uh, intimidated to take a hand mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. talk to them a little bit and they get them to open up. And then at that moment, these, especially young people and even a little bit older people, Go what? Wow! What a really magical and fun place I've just stumbled into, mm-hmm. and and yeah, that's our cheetah moment. That's neat. Yeah, and you were, I, you're not going to say the bird because I, I when I got here tonight I remember the, the bird. The, oh, 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 the the peacock. The peacock. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought yeah. you were going to go. How forget the peacock? No. <laughs> the peacock <laughs> will not forget you. Oh my gosh! Holy cow! So there wow. are some animals in the festival. The, there are lots of animals. You know. There's and no cheetahs, but no, 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 cheetahs. no thankfully, cheetahs. yeah. <laughs> there are some big war horses, of course, that come oh, that yeah, are part yeah, of yeah. the joust, of, you know. Uh, and then we've had animal acts here with dogs and and mm-hmm. stuff. And and the farm is a farm, so they've mm-hmm. got goats and they've got pigs and little piglets. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, today they just birthed a uh, baby calf. Oh wow! Yeah, no oh, need. Yeah. So that was here. Oh, that's neat. And, uh, of course, they have the golden retrievers that they've always had uh, and some new puppies that are here now. And uh, they have peacocks, but there are no peahens. Oh. Uh, We don't know what happened, but all the ladies took off. Uh Uh-oh. And we don't know if they all left or if they were, some maybe might have gone with other people, but there are are no girls here right now. Uh Oh. So all the men, uh, uh, they look good. But I tell you, right now, they don't strut like they normally do I with their big not. plumage that comes out and stuff. So I think they may get a couple of females here or something like that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. 
Well, the jousting, uh, that happens once a day. Actually, right? it happens. Uh, well, or the joust joust happens once a day, but we actually do three equestrian shows a oh, day. Oh, okay. Yes. So the first one is like a demonstration of skill. And most, you know, most Renaissance festivals are that way. Yeah. yeah. Where they'll have different kinds of things that they do. So the first mm-hmm. one is like a game of skill. Mm-hmm. And then the second one will be some sort of engagement, maybe some battle uh, with knights or with the with the jousters that you know they jump off in their armor and and fight as knights or something. And cool. the last one is you know really a joust where they have the yeah. long lances and they uh, you know when you watch them and they take a blow, yeah, man, it's mm. something. I don't know yeah. how to do it. I don't either. I you wouldn't catch me out there doing yeah. that. Not I think in a million years. I think they're just disposable. It's a new group every year. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I'm uh, scared to Punishing. death. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That reminds no, me. No, my hat's off to him, man. Yeah. That reminds me of that scene on Gallivant. Do you watch? Have did you watch Gallivant when it was I, out? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So he was asleep, and I was watching the joust um, scene of it, and I was trying not to be loud, and I laughed so hard that I actually pulled a muscle in my neck <laughs> by not <laughs> laughing, <laughs> and it. it <laughs> This is my wife. Yeah. It was the horses. They were both like one was drunk and the other one there was something going on. Anyway, so when the joust started, you know, you expect the two horses to run at each other. Uh But instead, it was just the slow pace towards each other. And it was just so hilarious that I pulled a muscle in my neck. (laughs) (laughs) From the jousting scene. That's my story for the day. Welcome welcome to the Renaissance Festival. (laughs) I pulled a muscle in my neck. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> the lady pulled a muscle. <laughs> the lady has pulled a muscle. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. So now, how did you? How did you get involved ultimately? Sure. In the Renaissance Festival out here it is. Uh, yeah. They call you. You call them. What the heck happened? How you mean you in the very very beginning? Yeah. How, how, how well, did you come to it? And then how did you come to your role that you currently have? I guess. Sure. Well, um, you know, I was fortunate to come uh, to uh, several Renaissance festivals that were here in Nebraska and Mm -hmm. kind of uh, then follow them here to the Bellevue Berry Farm uh, where they started working together. Um, I introduced myself to people who were uh, managing at the time and the folks here at the Bellevue Berry Farm and became very involved, uh, just simply helping, as a lot of volunteers do in in the beginning, Mm -hmm. helping get the word out, maybe putting up a poster or uh, doing some social media work. Uh, But as I've worked in the arts, um, I actually was able to bring a a little bit more to the table, and I got more and more uh, involved. And then at one point, um, to, to get where we are today, we just had, uh, um, you know, a big meeting uh, with a lot of the people that were major players in um, the festival and what it is that we do, like managing volunteers and cast. And we said, how, how do we want to move forward? What is it we want to do for the future? And we made those decisions and then uh, just kind of uh, jumped from there um, and went out on our own. Oh, neat. Yeah. Very nice. Well, it's grown so much, too. You know, it really has. Yeah, I yeah. say, yeah, now you've been doing this for... Um, well, uh, this will be my sixth, seventh season. S- seventh season, okay. Yeah. okay. But I've been involved with it really for... Um, this will be my tenth. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. very good. <coughs> but going into the seventh season, mm-hmm. um, it seems to be, and this is just from the outside looking in, but uh, looking lately, it seems to be... Gaining steam, growing a little bit every single season, which mm-hmm. is always good to see. It, 
it has. And, you know, we've added such great things. Like, um, I think in the very beginning, there was maybe a, a, a student or education component to it. But we've really elevated that a lot. We're bringing in hundreds of kids to come in cool. and uh, learn a bit more about not just what we do, but about this particular time period. Sure. Uh, and, and, and wonderful, fun uh, historic history. Um, so we've added, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So in all of these years, what is your favorite festival word? What is my favorite festival word? <laughs> What's your probably, favorite fair word? Yeah. You know, probably something that Holly says a lot, and that is that we're family. Aww. Yeah. Family. Like yeah. And because we say it, it's not just lip, lip service. It's yeah. something that we really do try and do. Mm-hmm. You know, at sure. the end of festival with our performers and our vendors, whether they can or not, or whether they want or not, um, you know, we have a little potluck and mm-hmm. we get together and we'll have a little ale and we'll have a little talk and, and we, we carry on together. Mm-hmm. And we try to be open and say, you know, if, if you have something that you want to bring up to the management or you, you want to make it known, we're going to be open to it. Because we really want to be inclusive. Right. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. And it's so neat because it, it mixes so many types of arts together. Even your vendors are doing mm, handmade yeah. mm-hmm. things. And you've got music and kind of a theater thing happening with the cast. And your cast is, what, 80 people? Uh, yeah, actually. Th- well, yeah. yeah. So. Actually, I think it's more than that. But oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. So much fun. It is. Something not to miss. You know, and that's just cast. And then, you know, we've got a, a wonderful group of volunteers, and we've got a, um, some small paid staff people, too. You know, we've got our box office and ticket takers that, you know, those are the folks that never get any huzzahs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Um, the people that are out in the parking lot, those are the, that's the mm-hmm. toughest job. Yes. And we have somebody who works on that and coordinates that uh, to make that happen, and oh, yeah. that's a tough job. Yeah. And we're so grateful uh, for that group of people coming out and helping us do that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what would you tell, tell, say to someone that has never been to a festival and yeah. was thinking about going, but maybe they were afraid to, maybe they were intimidated by oh, I think many what people everything. Are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is it? Well, you know, uh, I, usually the questions we hear first, of course, are, you know, do I need to dress up and do I need to, you know, speak the talk or whatever? And, right, and of course right. you don't. No. Of course you don't have to do those things. If you want to do those things, that's, you know, that's fun and you can do that. But come, just come out and have a good time. If you don't know, come out and experience it first. Yeah. You know, don't don't put yourself up by coming out alone or anything. Bring who you would normally go with yeah. and make it a day. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It, it is unlike, I think, a lot of other festivals and a lot of other events. It is something where you can genuinely spend a day at. There are so many you shows. You really can. That, yeah. There are so many different shows. There are so many different things that are going on. It's like you don't go there just to catch a concert. You go there to, to be immersed all day long. For your part of the people experience. people and characters. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And different shows that go on all day long. So yes. what would I tell them? Expect a full day. Yeah. But don't. Don't put any expectations on yourself other than maybe to have a good time. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we're really excited. And if someone wants to get tickets, they can get them at the door, but there's also a way to get them online. Absolutely. You know, it's always going to be faster if you get your tickets online than standing in line at uh, uh, the gate. So, renfestnebraska.com is, um, you know, our website. And, of course, there, of course, there's a link there to get your tickets. Um, you could buy tickets at the door. Um, but like I said, the line is usually a bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we have people who buy tickets online while they're in line. So <laughs> you could do that too. Yeah. Well, there uh, you go. But just, yeah. 
And I like that you have a child level as well. So it's yeah, not those just one one price. Actually, kind of three prices if you look mm-hmm. at it that way. We've got a lot of kids that come in that are you know two and under, and we don't we don't right. push them away. Right. There are so many great fun things to do at the Bellevue Berry Farm. Because, you know, little kids can maybe not hang nearly as long as somebody else during a Renaissance well, Festival. sure. Mm-hmm. But they've got all kinds of great things for little kids to do. Some mm-hmm. fun playgrounds. Yep. They've got an inflatable pillow. They've got all kinds of things that would normally be available during uh, um, Halloween and, and pumpkin time. Okay. That they can come out and play with. Oh, cool. So it's super for the kids. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And out- outdoor festivals are so much fun. Yeah. And you have another one coming up in August as well that, that is here. That's exactly right. So that's uh, the Midwest Pirate. Fest. That's the last weekend of August, correct? Always the last weekend Always in August. Always the last That's weekend. Right. And what's really cool about that is um, I think that there are a lot of other festivals that, you know, they may do Renaissance festivals or something like that, and then they have a themed weekend where it's Pirate Festival or sure. something. It's really fun to have a genuine Pirate Festival yes. because we we totally flip all the decor. You know, our flags mm-hmm. are different. The you know the the mood is different. What we what we set out is going to be different. Our day is also created differently. Um, you know, the Renaissance Festival, of course, has a, a beautiful and royal court, yeah. uh, but the Pirate Festival has a kind of a, a, a surly pirate um, um, court that you know Excellent. they're going to decide who's the king of that each year. Excellent. And we really engage um, everybody um, at the Pirate Festival in a different way than the Renaissance Festival. Uh, for example, uh, you know, you're at a Pirate Festival so you're going to have a treasure hunt, of course. Sure. Every day we do a daily $100 cash treasure. Mm-hmm. So you've got that to look forward nice. to. There's usually a couple of treasure hunts or scavenger hunts or something like that in the program book. Uh, when you come in and cool. we partnered uh, last year and we're going to be doing it again we partnered with uh, Get Out Omaha and they were the ones who did all of our scavenger hunt stuff so they came in and they set up these great little uh, you know seek and finds and things to do oh, to cool. kind of work your way through the scavenger hunt neat. yeah and they know what they're doing so yeah, it was yeah, great that's mm-hmm. our deal oh. yeah. Sweet. And then the costuming, of course, is all different. Oh, uh, yeah. Lots of pirate fights, uh, oh, lots of pirate sure. shows. Last year was really fun. Um, we're still working on our headliner uh, for this season. But last year we had the Puppies of Penzance, which was an all-dog uh, pirate dog show. Yes. And that was sweet and super that. fun. Yes. Uh, and this yeah. year we've got some fun things planned, too. Uh, but that headliner we're still holding off on right yeah. now. All right. Yeah. So there are mm-hmm. several stages throughout the, the the campus mm-hmm. here and one of them is actually a pirate ship or, yes or yep. like a pirate ship so yep it's it's a it's a, right at the big pirate ship that's kind of split in half we have a little area down there uh where we also have um uh part of another ship and they kind of come together mm-hmm. and there's a little planked uh staging area out there with some uh bleacher seating so that is one of the stage areas yeah. we have about six staged uh, performance areas. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And so. fingers crossed, The part of the plans are, again, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> that uh, by the time the Midwest Pirate Festival comes around, mm. that stage is actually going to be redone and oh. totally pulled out cool. and reconstructed. So that'll have nice. a new pirate ship stage. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very, very nice. Mm. Very we nice indeed. Like the pirates, yeah. so. We enjoy in that. And, it, <laughs> and as a matter of fact, you know, talking about construction, this year we have a lot of construction that's going on. You know, um, last year we put in a new waterfall feature okay. um, and, and little things like that. This year we've got two new new uh, double-sized vendor buildings 
which just means oh. you know you've got more places to go into and to explore yeah uh, and check out the grounds so it's fun at, at the bellevue berry farm you know these buildings are going to be multi-purpose uh for other things that they have going on mm. but they have us in mind as we're creating those things mm. and Say, so we've got some new cool. new buildings yeah that's so neat mm-hmm. and how fun to do it at the beginning of the summer and at the yes. end of the summer too. yeah so. mm-hmm. yes two mm-hmm. things to look forward to yeah, yeah. just kind of bookend it like that it's really nice yeah yeah Neat. So, what is your? What's been the most challenging thing for you? And yeah. All yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> your biggest, we know you've got. <laughs> or maybe war. most unexpected yeah. challenge. Um, uh, something that you didn't realize was going to be just such a pain. Ooh. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> they, they you know that's. A, I think that's a dull answer. I think. That, is that a dull answer? Yeah, all right. What well, yeah. the hell with that answer? <laughs> I th- we you don't know, like that question. Anyway. That's a business you <laughs> know, right. thing. You know. Yeah. Well then, what what have you found uh, then? Uh, maybe not business wise, uh, challenging um, as you have tried to grow mm-hmm. this over the past seven ish years. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the biggest challenge to uh, to growing this Renaissance oh, sure. Festival? Because that's that that's, that 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 is a problem nationwide. You got to get people to come see your stuff. Yep, live events, mm-hmm. subject to weather, right? Get the word out. How, what is, growth-wise, what is the biggest struggle for you? Uh, I think growth-wise for us, it is not necessarily getting the word out. I think we do a really good job, although we will always hear... I didn't. I didn't know that that happened, or I didn't know it was that weekend. Sure, Doesn't matter how big that. you are. I think no. you're, you're always going to hear that. Yeah. Not all things are relevant to mm-hmm. all people, so sure. they're going to hear it if they want to. Um, I think the biggest struggle has been externally and internally has been um, a bit of the entertainment. And what I mean by that is there was a time where I think in the beginning perhaps it was stuck in a little bit of a rut or, you know, I saw it last year and then I saw it this year and and Um. a lot of it was very much the same. So making sure that we do different things every year and keeping Mm -hmm. it fresh while at the same time keeping some of those favorites on board. Mm -hmm. So when you come out, you're not like, okay, I've seen this and I've, and I've seen the show and I can actually say the show while on the other hand, I know this show, I love the show, and I want to go to that show. Yes. So you have to have a good mix of both. And externally, we had to convince people, well, not so much convince, but educate them that we're making these changes, we've got these great things that are happening, and there's a lot of new things that are coming in, so you're not familiar with it, and you don't know, so come back and give it another shot. Okay. Then internally, along those same lines, you know, it was really hard to get uh, some folks on board with, you know, we're not severing ties with you and we're not kicking anybody out. But what we want to do is we want to rotate some things in and rotate some things out. Mm-hmm. And I think we hurt some feelings inadvertently in that process uh, by saying, yeah. you know what, we're going to take a pass this year. We love you, but mm-hmm. we're just going to do some different things and then have you back maybe right. or look at the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people, um, well, some people took that wrong. And that, and that actually hurt me a little bit because... There wasn't any any you know right malice in it, and it wasn't no. meant to be malicious. You're, you're, it was you're trying just to rotate and keep things fresh. So I think now, now that we've had some time where we've rotated in and out and we've done some things, we've got, you know, some really good regulars that people really look forward to seeing. Nice. And, we're a- and now we're actually able to be a bit more creative with some talent that we're bringing in and some fresh faces that the uh, people who come year after year are saying, oh, this is great, or it's different than last year, and I liked it better than last year, or whatever. That's yeah. cool. So yeah, it is neat. 
That's neat. Mm-hmm. Well, you have really contributed to the arts community in many ways in, in the Omaha area. Oh, and it's not just the Renaissance Festival. I know that. So that's I'm, nice of you to say. We're really honored to be able to talk with you yes. today. <laughs> and we look forward to the fest, the festival. It'll I be fun. Be Absolutely. It'll be fun. Always look forward to the festival. <laughs> thank you. You bet. Both of them. Thanks for having me a lot. No, oh, thank absolutely. you. Great fun. Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard. <laughs>